Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 241 of Geek Down Radio. I'm back this week with... Ross, how are you doing? Hey Dave, how's it going? It's good. It's been a little while since you've been on. Every time I, I went to, to say, do you want to come and do the show? I looked at your Instagram feed and you're on holiday somewhere. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, I think. <laughs> it's fine, don't worry. Well, well, look, that's all come to an end now, Dave. So, well, uh... yeah, yes, that's not happening anymore. You got all the holidays in while you could. Uh, certainly did. So anything you need me for now, I'm, I'm all yours. Yeah, not going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, so um, yeah, it's. I think it was November actually last time you were on. It's, it has been like four months or something. Mm. So um, what have you been up to? What have you been watching? Well, Christmas was wonderful as usual. Dave. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> it was a while away. Um, so much, much more recently, obviously, we've been staying in a lot um, as everybody should be, and you know, taking care of ourselves. And um, yeah, so we've been catching up a lot of TV. You know, um, Sky have got all this new comedy stuff on. Is it Sky yeah. Comedy the channel they've yes. set Sky Comedy. Um, really enjoying a couple of bits on there the first thing avenue five which i think you've been watching as well right yeah yes i have so i'm up to date i think the last one is this week maybe the last one in this series sounds about right yes it seems to be coming to that point i think and uh i'm really enjoying it it's nice to see hugh laurie doing comedy Um, yes it was a good um there's been a few good twists i don't know twists is the right word but surprising things that have happened and people perhaps turning out to be not who you think they are at the start and you know yeah. uh, and I, I think uh, yeah it's been really clever and really funny you've got some interesting opinions well, there yeah no I mean we've talked a little bit on the show about Avenue 5 before I am enjoying it and I'm watching it every week and I do like it I think there's a little disconnect somewhere and I, I'm not entirely sure what that is <laughs> I don't know whether it's just because it's an Armando Iannucci series and Veep was so brilliant and the yeah. thick of it was so brilliant and I just don't think it's quite up to the same level but it's a very different sort of show as well i I think part of it is it doesn't have that kind of really cringy humor in it as much it's funny and and i am with you i love seeing hugh grant do uh hugh grant hugh laurie do uh do comedy um i I think it's lovely to see him back doing in that role and using his own accent as well which is always good um so i'm playing with that which is great as well definitely yeah that's really clever 
Right, yeah. Um, I think the performances are really good. So there's like Hugh Laurie and like Josh Gad and yeah. uh, Zach Woods, who's been in the office, and uh, Lenora Churchlow. And uh, yeah, I think the performances are really good. But perhaps it's the writing. Perhaps the writing just needs a, a tighten up. But I know what you mean that like, like I say, I'm enjoying it. I hadn't really yeah. thought about it till now. So actually, you've ruined it for me a little bit. Um, <laughs> But it does lack us. There's just a, a touch up at the edges that yes. someone could do somewhere that would. I, I think part of it is uh, overall as a story, there has been some great little twists and turns. Mm. I, I just think it's maybe spread out a little bit too much. Maybe. And, yeah. and it looks it as good as I'd expect it to look as well. Yeah. Like all the space stuff looks, I mean, pretty good for TV, you know? Yeah, yeah. Overall, I think it has been a very enjoyable series. It's mm. it's just, it's one long continuous story and there's there's no kind of reset at the end of it. And I mean, I know all of those shows have been sort of one long continuous yeah. story, I guess, to a point, but th- there seems to be more self-contained stuff within the episode and there's less of that, I think, with Avenue 5. And, yeah. and there are some great twists in it as you get to the end of each episode, but it's, it just feels very spaced out. Um, mm. And there are some laughs in it and it is funny and it's enjoyable. I just, I, I'm glad it's got a second season as well, because I think there are tweaks they could make with it, which would yeah. turn it into an absolutely brilliant series. I, I think it's, it's good and it's funny. I, I just, there's, there's something missing. There's a sort of X factor thing missing out of it. And I'm, I'm not quite sure what it is but um yeah i i'm uh, i am enjoying it though and uh, i i think it is worth watching that first season mm. i know there was a number of people came on and went yeah i'm struggling with it a bit when i posted that i got a second season so that seems to be the general consensus on on it as well uh but but yes i would say go and watch it certainly from my yeah, fan, it is worth watching yeah uh also on sky cinema we've been watching uh miracle workers which sky is comedy. With yes steve buscemi and what did i say Sky Cinema. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. On Sky Comedy, uh, Miracle Workers with Steve Buscemi and Daniel Radcliffe. Yes, um, I've, I finished watching that this week. I, we, I love that show. We've we're only a few in. Um, I think two, maybe three, but yeah, it's really good, really uh, compelling so far. I don't know if I like that more. I think Steve Buscemi is really good. Yeah. I think it seems like even that and what oh, what's the other one about the religious group, the Righteous Gemstones, right? Right. Yes. They've got this sort of big what I call Hugh Laurie Hollywood, but they've got this big actor at the front of it or maybe yeah. josh gad is that um like um john goodman in the righteous gemstones and steve buscemi in miracle workers and then they've got a cast of other like funny people around that support the whole thing and i think that's a really good formula they hit on there yeah. um yeah it seems to be going well for them i yeah. hope it continues yeah no miracle workers uh, i mean steve buscemi as god daniel radcliffe as this this sort of worker in heaven inc um yeah. because it's this sort of big kind of it's displayed as this big kind of factory planet, uh, mm-hmm. essentially, which is is the place that makes Earth work. And uh, you get to see more and more of that as it goes through. And, you, know, you get to see different departments. And overall, actually, I think Miracle Workers is probably a funnier show than yeah. Avenue 5. But I, I am really enjoying it. And that's an anthology series as well. So the second season completely changes. Uh, it's the uh. same cast, 
but um, it's in a completely different situation. It's not going to be set up the same way. The second season has gone out in the US. It's not come out here yet, obviously. They're still running through season one. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what they do for the second season. I think it's something to do with the... It's sort of set in feudal times, you know, medieval times. Oh, sure. And so it's it's uh, them as a, as a sort of group of... Like Daniel Radcliffe was kind of a serf. I'm not sure who Steve Buscemi's playing, but... But, uh, oh, yeah, that's interesting. That looks like it could be quite good fun as well. So that's the second season of that. But the uh, the first season, which is running on Sky Comedy at the moment, I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought yeah, I love good. things that mess around with the sort of idea of heaven and hell and that sort of stuff. Um, mm. Having, I think it comes from having been been brought up and pretty much rejected my religious upbringing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, I, I love the sort of things that mess around with that kind of thing. So uh, I'm all on board for this. But the, I thought that the first season was wonderful and um, really good that's a sort of nice feel good kind of show as well when it comes to the end of it as well so it's it's solid Uh, I've also got a movie recommendation here Dave Um, I want you to watch Misbehaviour although actually you can't leave the house to go to the cinema now can you because that's a bad thing to do okay wait till this comes on Sky and you'll love it Um, (laughs) it's called Misbehaviour it's about the uh, 1970 Miss World competition which is obviously much before either of our time Um, yes basically this was a uh, competition that a lot of women's liberation uh, movement protesters came to and Bob Hope was there and it's like a really weird meeting of all these things bob hope feels weirdly out of place there because it's set in london um, right. and it's about the sexism and objectification in the problems around uh, the miss world competition but also there's some like racism related um right themes as well it's really interesting it's much deeper than i thought it was going to be and i thought it was going to be pretty deep <laughs> so yeah. yeah it was really good it's kira knightley and uh let's see bob hope is played by i think greg kinnear um, oh, right okay Yes, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, um, it was a really good movie. We watched it a couple of days ago. It's really, really smart. Yeah, that sounds uh, like an interesting one. I'll, I'll have to go and check that out. I like a historical movie, Dave. And that's, yeah. uh, that's fine. That's in there. Um, lastly, I've got Chef Show on Netflix. So obviously, we're going to spend a lot of time inside and watching Netflix. Chef Show is John Favreau from uh, oh, Invent- yes. Inventing Marvel. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes, or this rather, is his sort of other passion, isn't it? The, uh, yeah. the cookery stuff. So um, he did a movie called Chef in yes. uh, the mid 2000s, in which he trained to be a sh- like for the movie, he trained to be a proper chef. Yeah. So he trained with this guy called Roycho, who's a, a famous chef, and they get people on, and sometimes they're celebrities, and they, um, I think they've had Gwyneth Paltrow on in the past, and Robert Denny Jr. was on one, yeah. um, but sometimes they're professional chefs, and sometimes they're just, um, I think one was people who. Um, a, a family who run an oyster farm and it's just really interesting it's a really interesting show about food if you like food it's uh, it's a great watch yeah I, I've been told that's quite a good and interesting show so I, it's one that I may end up um, catching up on given that we're going to have all this time to watch TV <laughs> <laughs> definitely if you want to watch food there's an in your house Dave that's, uh, that's great but yes yes that is true <laughs> <laughs> okay what have you been watching uh, so for me uh, Altered Carbon Season 2 mm-hmm. which I have now finished uh, I know Bex talked about this last week, and um, I, I have a slightly more positive view of it than, than <laughs> Bex have. I mean, she I, she sort of basically said she enjoyed it, but didn't think it was it worked as well as season one, and there are things that weren't sticking great for her. One of the issues she had was that cent- the central plot line basically involves around kind of a love story. It's it's uh, Takashi 
trying to find the woman that he lost, um, which was a plot thread from the first one. And out of all the things you could have picked up from the first one, that was probably one of the least interesting bits of the plot. (laughs) Uh, So I I get her point with that. And it does end in a very interesting place. I think it sets things up for a potential third season. We don't know whether it's got a third season yet, but uh, it does set the potential up for that. Um, I, I enjoyed it though. It was uh, Anthony Mackie. I think he's, he's a really good new lead, although I rather suspect he won't be the lead for the next one. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a bit Doctor Who-esque and it's one of those shows where every sure, season they're going to have a new lead person playing Takashi because they can and let's be honest it's probably cheaper for them to do it that way <laughs> definitely if you want no to big contracts no big contracts and if you want to do the you know reduce the budget you get somebody who's less of a big star um yeah. so uh yeah plus of course he's shooting falcon and winter soldier or has or been he? yeah has been <laughs> until quite recently but we'll get onto that in a minute um so uh yes you've got um you've got that and it's really interesting i would like to see stuff more stuff with the ais i agree with what beck said last week on that i think the ai side of things is is something that they could explore a lot more i do find that really quite interesting and the whole virtual kind of world side of stuff so yeah overall a solid enough season i thought and mm-hmm. um a reasonable follow-up it is a bit of a difficult second album it's, it's not quite as good as the first season but yeah. I, I think that's fine i i think that sometimes happens with the second season it's definitely something that could bounce back with a third um and i'm really interested to see who they cast as takashi in the this third season so in netflix yeah this is a netflix show yes sure yes. well ne- netflix are quite famous for two seasons and then drop it like a top yeah well i mean they they seem to be limiting to three or four at the moment mm. Um, so yeah, it it will see, but like, uh, there was a bit of news that I will mention now, but it's coming up later. Uh, Lost in Space is uh, third and final season they've said for that. So you know, the three or four seasons seems to be their max with a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I also finished Miracle, Miracle Workers, as I say, I really enjoyed that show. Uh, another Sky One show, which I'm finding hilarious and has become one of my favourite comedies, and I've only seen two episodes of it. Breeders. <laughs> which is Daisy Haggard and Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. I know this. It's hilariously funny. It's it's basically two parents living in London. They've got two little kids, one's seven, one's three or five or, you know, that sort of age. So they've, they've got two small children and it's pretty much about the daily life of a couple of parents living in modern day trying to raise their kids. It has elements of, of shows like Outnumbered. If you remember sure. that BBC show, there is a certain amount of that to it, although that was far more focused on the children than it was on the parents and this is very much focused on the parents but it has if you like things like outnumbered it's it's very much in that sort of vein of a single camera comedy it's not like got a laugh track it is a sitcom but it's not got a laugh track <laughs> or anything like that on it it's just about this couple and their problems with raising small children um mm. and and you know dealing with anything from the kids that won't go to sleep which is basically the first episode the second episode introduces a few more characters and the school and um, making sure you're living in the right place 
place for getting to the right school and that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, sure. It's just really well written. Uh, Martin Freeman's great. I love Daisy Haggard from back in the days when she was doing stuff like Uncle as well and uh, mm-hmm. episodes she was in. She's brilliantly funny. They make a wonderful on-screen couple. The banter between the pair of them is hilarious and it feels very kind of realistic. There's a lot of kind of swearing between the two of them and swearing at the children as well, which is just really funny. It, it, the, the whole thing, it's so well written and well put together. There's two episodes out at the moment. It is going out weekly on Sky One, but uh, really, really worth going to watch. It's called Breeders and it's on Sky One. And uh, Westworld, of course, is come back uh we are doing a weekly podcast on that over on entertainment talk along with it's crazy right now at the moment because currently me and matt are doing the walking dead westworld <laughs> and better call soul because all three Very of them busy. decided to come back at the same time so uh, usually they're slightly more spaced out than that but uh, if you like either better call soul the walking dead or westworld you can go and find those shows they go out uh, wednesdays and thursdays you'll find those shows out i can't remember which way around we're doing them now but um yeah wednesdays and thursdays you'll find those going out over on entertainmenttalk.org if you want to go and find those and uh, we'll talk a bit more in detail about westworld i've got it on my skybox because it, it going out in simulcast with the uh, us i haven't watched it yet but uh, first episode of season three is is out so we'll talk a bit more about that next week that's all the stuff we've been doing. Let's move on to some TV and film news. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we start off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. And, well... <laughs> everything's cancelled right now <laughs> it's cancelled or it's moved or yeah Yeah. Um, so uh, as I'm sure you might be aware if you've been looking at news stories recently the coronavirus basically shut down Hollywood and I mean Hollywood in a sort of generic term not in the location pretty much every single TV company and drama has shut mm-hmm. down for a minimum of two weeks right now so nothing is shooting all the live shows such as Ellen and uh, Real Time and Last Week Tonight and the late night chat shows like Jimmy Fallon and James Corden. Most of those are, well, originally they talked about doing it without an audience, but quite a lot of them now are just stopping entirely. So they're all gone. Um, <laughs> and it's pretty bad timing for the US networks. Not that there's a good time ever really to have a pandemic, but sure. pretty bad for the US networks because March and April is the time where they shoot the pilots for the uh, what we refer to as the May Upfronts, which if you're following the site and the podcast, you'll know that that's where the US broadcasters all pitch their new shows to the press and the advertisers in May to say, look, this is all the stuff we've got coming over the next 12 months, particularly the autumn season. 
going to be a quiet meeting this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that has now shut down basically all the pilots. At the moment, there are around 55 pilots on order for this season. Currently, only one of those has been filmed. Um, oh. And that's a Chuck Lorre comedy called Be Positive, which stars Thomas uh, Middlech from um, uh, Silicon Valley. So that that's completely done in the bag. The other 54 were at various points of either filming or a pre-production. Uh, sure. The uh, the Lost Boys pilot, which we've talked about on and off, that apparently was still going to continue filming that pilot. And This Country, which is a new Fox comedy starring Sean William Scott, that apparently was going to ca- try and carry on. So it may be they're just either in a situation where they can do that or they would just far enough along in the process that they could actually kind of finish it off. I don't know, but mm. they, they were apparently were planning on going. The remaining 52 shows... It's going to be interesting to to see what actually happens because there are a few possible outcomes for it. The best possible outcome is the network just goes to the producers of the pilot and says, look, just let's forego the pilot. We'll just give you a straight to series order for, I don't know, maybe it's for 10 episodes or 16 episodes. Or they give them like a short order run and let them go from there. So it may be that they just forego the pilot and do it based on the scripts. And I mean, they do that with some shows anyway. Some shows, they Mm. don't do a pilot and they just go straight. Do you think it's likely to go that way or more likely to go the other way where they say, okay, well, wait till next year and we'll sort it then? Yeah, the the other possible outcome is they push the pilots until they can film them. So it means that they will film pilots later on in the year. Mm -hmm. Um, That will potentially mess up the autumn season, which, I mean, I think is possibly already messed up anyway, but um, that may push things so you're getting things, you'll get more stuff that comes back in the middle of next year or at the start of next year than comes back in the autumn. That's one possibility. The other thing is, depending how long the shutdown happens, it could be that they decide, actually, we don't want to keep on paying you to hold this script in development. We're just going to ditch it entirely and they change their minds and drop the drop whatever the pilot was i mean there is then a possibility that they could pick it back up again but it means the pilot is back onto the free market so yeah there's that that's tricky and we don't know what's going to happen a lot of that will be based around how long they end up having to shut things down for and at the moment we have no idea what's going to happen with that that's the pilot side of things in terms of shows which already have been given straight to series orders uh, so that is things like Superman and Lois which is the new CW Arrowverse show the uh, Walker Texas Ranger series called Walker starring Jared Padalecki David E. Kelly's new shows Big Sky and the Lincoln Lawyer and May and Bailey's Call Me Cat which is based on the UK series Miranda that's al- already got a straight to series order at Fox um, normally they'd be shooting pilot pilots now so they would have something for the to show in the upfronts what will happen with those because they've already got straight series orders is the pilots will just get bumped and they will shove it onto the end of or onto the start of the main production because usually they do a pilot have a little break do the upfronts see if they need to tweak anything and then go into full production rather than do that they will just go straight into full production now so there are still those shows which are, are still in the bag the other problem is what about things that are dramas and comedies that are 
currently on air because uh, though you might not realize this just because something is on air doesn't mean it's all in the can already Um, quite often when they start shooting particularly if it's a 24 22 episode run when they start shooting it they are still shooting it when it goes on air you know they're shooting the later episodes and they may only be a few episodes behind at some points so this is going to be a massive headache because if you're (laughs) taking two weeks out that particularly for things like the chicago franchises and you know those procedural dramas that's going to potentially just chop the season um yeah just gonna stop it where it is yeah so if it's something like uh the chicago show Law and Order, New Amsterdam, all those, there's all likelihood that they will just end the seasons early because they're procedurals and you can kind of get away with doing that. It means you probably won't have the cliffhanger ending that maybe they were expecting but it, you can sort of stop them. The real issue comes with shows which are ending this season. Uh, the big ones being things like Supernatural. Supernatural, obviously, it's like the end of the show entirely. It's not only its 15th season, it's its final season. So with that, because they do, you can't basically just go, well, well, we're not going to make the final episode because, I mean, you just can't. So sure. with that, it may be a case of it gets shut down for a few weeks and that might delay the release of the finale episode in the US. Obviously, we're way behind every year. Anyway, we've got an entire, basically two seasons to run, um, which are coming fairly soon to E4. We know that, but they've got all the 14 and 15 to show. So it won't affect us over here, but in America, it does mean that you may find that there is a big month, potentially two-month gap between the penultimate and the final episode, Mm. uh, depending what point they are at in filming. You'd think if they hadn't got to halfway, they could do this thing. A lot of seasons do like a, a season in two halves, right? So you think if they got to 11 or whatever, just yeah. say, oh, that's the middle of the season. The, Even if we've got 12 and 13, we'll just wait six months. The problem is they're way past that point already. Sure, right. I mean, you have had cases like The Blacklist, which fell a little bit behind, I think it was last year for various production reasons, and they ended up getting it split up into like three or four chunks doing mm. it. That. So you can do it, and it's quite common in America for something to go off air with a two-week gap in between. It's one of the reasons why when things air over here and people shout and scream that it's not airing the day after the US, (laughs) there is a reason that Sky does that and the other broadcasters do that. It's because the, like, if you look at the Arrowverse, there are something like five weeks of breaks between it coming back Mm. after Christmas and it ending in May. So, you add this in as well, that adds another couple of weeks in and potentially even longer. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen with things like, uh, like we know the Arrowverse is, is shut down. We know Riverdale's shut down. Uh, I mean, basically, if you think of a show, it's shut down pretty much <laughs> at the moment. The only thing that's, uh, well, keeping calm and carrying on at the moment is the uh, the crown, apparently, is still oh. going, which is appropriately royal, I think. Uh, <laughs> so, Oh, yes, I suppose that our government hasn't really put any official, like, don't do this, don't do that, right? No, has been, they haven't shut down big meetings or anything, you know? No, big, I um, mean, they are heading down that road. I mean, you know, but, but 
in some cases, I think the productions are just, they're at a point where they're saying, well, we're far enough along, we're going to sure. carry it on and risk it. And it might be that they do it with a skeleton crew, but I mean, you know, they are going to, some of the productions are going to carry on. Nothing horribly irresponsible about that. No, no, not at all. But I mean, in the cases of Riverdale, they actually had uh, somebody, I can't remember whether it was somebody directly on set or sure. that came down with it or somebody that had been like a partner of somebody that came down with it. So that was the thing that shut down the Riverdale set and, and the Arrowverse ones, which, I mean, this is not LA. This is all shot in Vancouver. They've all shut down as well. Oh. It could be a case of just there is a longer, bigger gap between for the end of those seasons, or it may be that they decide to cut the seasons early and tag those episodes on to the start of next season. We don't know at the moment. We don't know what's going to happen. So that's those. A couple of positive side of things. Uh, just, just, just so it's not all doom and gloom. One of them is if you are a bubble show. So uh, bubble shows are shows which are maybe struggling a little bit in the US ratings and only had a 50-50 chance of getting renewed. You might actually benefit from this because... If they've got problems getting pilots approved to being on air and sorting that out, it's yeah. going to be far quicker to ring up the writers of a existing show that is already in production and has everything set up and say, hey, can you give us another 10 episodes? We'll keep you on air for you know, 10, 16 episodes. We'll give you another half season. Um, we weren't going to, but you know, uh, well, <laughs> we need to keep you around. And the other thing is, is, of course, if it's a case of you've got certain shows which they are pilots, but they are going to pick them up, but it ends up that they can't get them into production until maybe September and they want, you know, their new TV season starts in September. You don't really have much of an option, but to keep the shows you already have, assuming they can get filming. I mean, it, it, it's, it's tricky, but it may be there is a situation where if you are a, a show which is struggling a little bit in the ratings, there is a fair chance that this may help you and yeah. actually may get picked up. So um, I, I'm trying to think of bubble shows off the top of my head. I know Emergence, which has just got picked up in the UK, Fox is showing that series. That, I think, was a bubble show. The Rookie, amazingly, I think is a bubble show as well. So there, there are a few shows which they were unsure about given the ratings, um, and this may serve them quite well. So we'll, we'll have to see whether that has an effect. Mm. On the plus side for people in the UK, with all this chaos potentially with shows not getting produced, you might find that the UK channels start picking up things that either have been delayed or they haven't sorted out deals for yet, or things that they maybe one season shows that they weren't going to pick up and now have because yeah. they need things to fill out the schedule. So if there's nothing new being created, it may be that they end up going back and you start to find things that have never aired over here getting picked up or you know, shows that they're struggling in negotiations with that they end up buying them because, you know, and spending more than maybe they they've were originally planning because they've got nothing else. So it may help negotiations in some way. That's speculation, but it, it's entirely possible that that may help. But we'll have to wait and see. It all depends on how long this thing goes on for. And at the moment, we don't know. The film side of things, there was a couple of, uh, you know, it's obviously affected not just the TV industry, it's affected the film industry. So uh, Fast and Furious 9 and Quiet Place 2 have been delayed. New Mutants, the uh, X-Men related adjacent film, has, <laughs> has been pushed back again. again. It's about 
five years old, that movie, at oh, this point. Gosh. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I swear to God that film's cursed, because <laughs> I, I, if I was them, I would just release it online somewhere and go, look, yeah. it's here. Sit, watch it, for God's sake. It's just crazy. Took us a, a quid for the upkeep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of the very last thing that's going to have probably anything to do with the Fox-related mutant yeah. franchise. And it was made, it's at least three years old, I think. I know, maybe even longer than that. But it's been kicking around on the shelves, gathering dust up to former Fox. And it was finally getting a release date. It was finally going to come out. And then this happened and it's got <laughs> pushed again. So... <sighs> We don't know. Uh, don't know when they're going to come out again, but uh, it's at the moment it's pushed indefinitely. Um, for Fast and Furious 9, I think, had a nine-month delay to it. Quiet Place, I think, was pushed to later this year. In some good news, though, Disney has moved the streaming release of Frozen 2 forward by three months. So uh, 17th of March, that actually is going out onto Disney+. Plus. So if you've got small children at home and uh, are getting sick of having Let It Go sung at you, you'll have... <laughs> more songs so that they can pick up off the second movie to be able to sing at you uh, so uh, that that's coming I think they've actually released Rise of Skywalker as well yes now. I heard that also um, I think that's also going to be on there obviously Disney Plus not out yet it's out on the 24th so uh, when that is released it means that Frozen 2 and Rise of Skywalker should be on there here's a, here's a thought for you Dave Disney have got Mulan in the next couple of weeks at the cinema right but mm. um, obviously it's going to be difficult to get people to go to a cinema how about they just um they could slap it on disney plus and say just give us a just give us a tenner and you can watch this movie yeah i mean that would be one way of doing it i think at the moment they've pushed it and i think they've pushed it to like august or september uh, okay so right. they they have pushed that at the moment but i mean if this drags on you might see disney start releasing things directly onto disney plus or delete just releasing them direct as home release things sure we'll have to see but i mean that would be a sensible way of doing it definitely if it comes to it so uh yeah the basic overall message from this is it's a mess out there <laughs> and we we currently don't know what's going to happen it really depends on how long things are forced to shut down for it may be that it's a couple of weeks and then they manage to get a handle on things and people start you know things start coming back up and they start to manage to get back into some sort of work it may be that they're shut down for much longer and if that is the case come the autumn season which is usually when all the new shows come back everything is going to get re delayed and it may be that we don't see that many things coming in autumn it may be yeah, we right. see shows coming much later of course if you're netflix at the moment or amazon or disney plus you're probably <laughs> rubbing your hands together because everybody is stuck at home watching things so uh, on the gaming side of things apparently steam apparently hit 20 million consecutive users for the first time over wow. this weekend that's uh, great and so yeah i mean people are clearly finding things to do it's just yeah there's not much new actually being made right now but uh, there will be video game stuff coming out i'm sure uh, it's just on tv and film side of things there's, we're still getting released because there are still things that are in the can so new stuff is still coming and there is a pile of stuff for us that has come out in the us but hasn't come out over here so there are still things that are going to be coming but 
uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a knock-on effect for later on in the year, and we'll have to see how that plays out. As I mentioned earlier, the other the other bit of renewal uh, cancellation news was that um, Lost in Space had been renewed for a third and final season. Uh, it's not actually cancelled. Zach Estrin, who is the showrunner on that show, said they always envisaged it as a trilogy, and uh, it was just a trilogy of series. And I can kind of see that because it has been one big long connected story. Have you watched any of the Lost in Space? Uh, I haven't. Is it good? Yes, it is actually. It's a very sort of family friendly drama. Uh, it's very much in the sort of family friendly Doctor Who kind of level, sure. but it's it's bigger and American and you know <clears throat> huger production values. Not that the production values of Doctor Who are bad either these days, but it's a good solid family action adventure, and I really like it. it I, thoroughly enjoyable I, if you like sci-fi things definitely want to go and watch it's not a sort of dark sci-fi it's it's very light-hearted but it's incredibly well written uh, the first two seasons have been really good they focus a lot on the relationship between the robot and Will the uh, child so there's a lot of that going on but it's 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 funny and as well as being you know full of action and I, I really thoroughly enjoy it. it it is very very good I, I'm kind of quite happy that they're ending on a third season I mean although I enjoy it very much I think it's one of those things that they were going to struggle to keep that idea of oh they're lost in space again yeah. going for <laughs> much longer space. yeah it, it was one of those things it's not them lost in space and stuck in one particular location there's a very particular plot of them trying to get from earth to a remote colony they get knocked off course and that's how they get lost initially and they've always been trying to get back to the colony that's always the ultimate goal so you can't just have them kind of one around I think that would have been very difficult and would start to stretch very thin so I'm very much enjoying it it is well worth watching but I think three seasons is perfectly fine for that but I would if you've not watched it that's definitely one I would add to your list and go and watch I I really enjoyed that series Mm. Um, but uh, yeah coming back for a third and final season that one moving on to other news we talked a bit a little bit last week about The Brides which is this new pilot it's a Blantiverse show it's a new kind of take on Dracula. That's the idea. It's for ABC. Need more of those. Uh, yes, because because we've not had enough vampire and Dracula things <laughs> in the past uh, few years. So uh, yeah, it's a new take on Dracula. As we mentioned last week, Gina Torres had been cast as as the leader of the three brides. The essential setup is is a reimagining of uh, Dracula. It's described as a vampire soap about empowered immortal women and the things they do to maintain their wealth, privilege, legacy, and non traditional family. Um, it focuses on the three women although Dracula is featuring in the show and one of the new casting announcements we've had today is Goran Viznich who you will know from things like ER and Timeless he's been cast as Dracula who I, I think is a role he was born to play I, I think definitely <laughs> yeah, he looks the part yeah he, he looks the part he sounds the part I, I absolutely think that's a perfect bit of casting the Dracula in this case obviously powerful age of the psychotic vampire turned each of the three brides he was apparently left for dead at his destroyed castle when his three wives fled to start their new life together although it rather looks like he's obviously not as dead as they first thought (laughs) because he's now showing up and is 
apparently controlling things from behind the scenes somewhat. The other new bit of casting is Erin Richards, who you will probably better know as Barbara Keane from Gotham. She is also joining. She's the the third of the, uh, or she's actually be the middle bride, but she's the third person to be cast. She's actually Welsh. Which, if I, you've only seen her in Gotham, you would never know that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have guessed that. No, um, but uh, yeah, because I was looking back and going, "Hang on a minute, she's been in a bunch of British shows," and then it said, "Oh, she's <laughs> Welsh." Uh, but uh, yeah, Merlin Misfit, she was in Being Human, she was in she was in a US sitcom called Breaking In. But Gotham, I think, is the thing that everybody will know her from. She is taking the role of the uh, middle bride called Rini. She's the head of a top modeling agency in New York, known for her torrid affairs with beautiful female models. In her former life, she was the wife of the Marcus de Sade. Unlike her sisters, she actually invited Dracula into her house of pain and asked to be turned mm. by him. So wow. I, I, I think this is very much a role which I could see her in. I think she works very well on that. Uh, Gina Torres plays the leader of the bride. She's an imperious woman with a queenly manner, which is understandable as she was a queen in her former life when Dracula turned her after the death of her husband. She's now a mave of New York real estate and is challenged professionally by a mysterious newcomer. Then you've got the uh, youngest sister who's played by Catherine Reese, who is in Rise and Claws. She's a striving singer in New York City whose relationship with a news reporter threatens to tear apart her marriage to her sisters. In a former life, she braved the streets of Jack the Ripper's London until being rescued, in quotes, by Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a complicated situation. So, yes, um, I know Bex was thinking this sounds awful when we were talking about it last week. <laughs> But I actually rather like the sound of it. It sounds very hammy and over the top. I was going to say, it sounds a bit what we do in the shadows, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, that was exactly what she came up with as well. Um, it's it's from the people behind The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and Riverdale. And if you know those shows, you know exactly the sort of direction it's probably going to head in. Because um, Sabrina and Riverdale are both stupid and over the top silly shows, but they're all they're both <laughs> quite entertaining, fun series to watch. You get the idea of where it's going, um, but uh, I, I do rather love the cast. I mean, I I've not don't know them all that well, but Erin uh, Richards, I thought I can see her doing this role really well. She was great in Gotham. I love Goran Viznich. I think he's brilliant. Gina Torres, obviously, Firefly suits. She's fabulous. So yeah, I mean, I I, I think this could have potential to be stupid but fun obviously it is a pilot we don't know the state of it we don't it's obviously not shooting right now but uh hopefully they will get back to it at some point and it will be able to shoot and uh, we'll get to know more a couple of other news announcements that uh, we have this week both this side of the atlantic uh the first one is uk tv gold has ordered a fast show retrospective interviewing the cast but the interesting twist it also interviewing the character as well do you know the fascio i mean yeah i, I know the fascio dave i imagine this will be they sit him down they do the catchphrase and then that's the end of the the end of the retrospective right because that's, well, yes that's the, what the fascio was yeah well i mean the the retrospective is genuinely called the fascio it's just a load of blooming catchphrases <laughs> um, that, <laughs> which i think it just i mean tells you exactly where they what they're going for this so yeah i mean 
the, I, I love the idea that they're going to be interviewing the uh, the remaining cast because obviously Carolina Hearn was part of this and uh, sadly passed away. But uh, they're going to be interviewing the remaining cast and the characters that they played. So people like Swift, Tony, Dave Angel, no offense, uh, the, you know, all, all the all the people that were loved on that show, they're going to be interviewing them. So I think that's a really interesting idea. It was their 25th anniversary last year in true fast show style. They didn't bother celebrating that. So they're doing the 26th <laughs> instead. That's the idea. I love the idea of them interviewing the characters as well. I think that's that's just fun for them to be able to yeah, get out the wig boxes and play around with it a bit more. So, uh, yes, as I say, sadly, Carolina Hearn uh, passed away in 2016. So uh, she, I'm sure, will get coverage on this, but obviously isn't directly a part of it. But it, we Paul Whitehouse, Charlie Higgs and Narabel, where John Thompson, Simon Day and Mark Williams that are involved with that. So uh, that's coming to UK TV Gold and we want to look out for if you're a fast show fan. The uh, other bit of news was the Great British Bake Off has a new co-host. Uh, as, we, uh, as it was announced a few weeks ago, Sandy Toxvig is leaving the show for her own reasons and uh, Matt Lucas is now being brought in to replace him. I, I've barely ever seen a full episode of Bake Off. I, I rather suspect it's one that you've seen rather more <laughs> Here's what, here's what you're going to do. Here's, what, here's what's going to happen, Dave. You're going to go to uh, four on demand, mm. or four, it's called now. You're going to go find the, the Stand Up to Cancer special that was on last week with <laughs> Louis Theroux and Russell Howard and some other people who I forget. But um, mainly Louis Theroux is the star. And uh, yeah, it's really good. I really like the Bake Off. And I think Matt Lucas is an interesting uh, bit out of left field, but a good take. It's, it has to be someone who's funny and is a, not a foil exactly, but a, a, a sort of the antithesis of Noel Fielding, who's very yeah. like you know silly and but then Matt Lucas is silly as well so you know be an interesting parent definitely yeah I mean I can sort of see that's going to be interesting working because there was talk of people like Susan Kalman taking over who mm. would seem like an obvious pick for something like this and would have been but I, maybe she's not quite well known enough possibly uh, and I love Susan Kalman a bit she's great but Matt Lucas I think is an interesting choice for this I do worry that it is going to get a little bit too surreal because Matt has been known for sort of slight surreal comedy and and Noel Fielding is obviously I was going to say Noel well, Fielding's done okay uh, yeah I mean so but that's what I mean you had this sort of you know you a had you had a grounding with Sandy Toxvig and I yes whether whether Matt's going to have to try and play it a bit straighter possibly I don't know um, <laughs> it did play a bit more of the straight man in it but we'll have to see but uh, yeah I'm certainly an interesting choice and I do like Matt Lucas uh, I think he's lovely so he, it's could be enjoyable. Uh, I'm chuffed to bits to be joining the most delicious show on television, said Matt. I can't wait to break bread with Noel, Prue and Paul and meet the brilliant bakers and bearing in mind my love of cake, I've already ordered some much larger trousers in anticipation. <laughs> See you in the tent, was his comment. And Noel's Noel saying, I love Matt, his warmth and his comedy and his big joyful smile. I think if we play our cards right, we could become the next Chasm Morph. Uh, so, which is, is a reference. I, yes, I, yes, I just great reference as I say I don't really watch Bake Off but I think they could be a really interesting pairing we'll have to see how it goes and I'm sorry that Sandy's not doing it anymore yeah yeah, me too she was great yeah I adore Sandy Toxwich she's wonderful so yes they are planning to film the 11th season was well supposed to start at some point in the spring but uh, (laughs) whether that happens or not now we don't know but uh, (laughs) that, that was the plan certainly was to film the 11th season in the spring so 
again and because of the coronavirus thing we don't know whether this stuff is going ahead we'll have to wait and see <clears throat> so that's all the news we've got for this week let's move on to some highlights for next week on tv <laughs> So highlights for next week on TV. We have uh, a really interesting one show I've been looking forward to, Feel Good, which is a semi-autobiographical six-part comedy series starring Canadian comedian Mae Martin, who is hilarious if you've ever seen her stand-up. And it's uh, Charlotte Ritchie and Lisa Kudroy as well. It's coming to Channel 4. It's on the 18th of March at 10pm. I'm really looking forward to seeing that because I think she's really funny and I think it looks like a really interesting cast. It's one definitely going to watch i think it's called feel good it's on channel four on the 18th of march at 10 p.m man with a plan season two this is basically the continuation of matt leblanc's comedy that is coming to e4 on the 19th of march at 7 30 uh, i think they're just running that straight off the back of season one bulletproof the cop drama with noel clark and ashley walters that returns for its second season that's on sky one on the 20th of march at 9 p.m i'm looking forward to that coming back our girl that sees michelle keegan return that is on bbc one on the 24th of march at 9 p.m that returns and then it is of course the launch of Disney Plus on the 24th of March so that means importantly The Mandalorian finally Um, (laughs) we still haven't managed to get direct confirmation whether that is all going to drop at once or whether it's going to go out weekly as some people were rumouring rumoured it would do I think they are going to drop it all at once Uh, I I think it it would be ridiculous to try and put them out weekly given that people can go and find them online and watch them now anyway so I'm so like I'm so on a knife edge with The Mandalorian that like if it's there I'll watch it but if it's not there if like it, the whole thing isn't there straight from the start I just don't think I'll bother because w- why would I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> um, I mean all the reviews of it have said how brilliant it is so definitely that is one on the list so that's the 24th of March when we we went through the list of all the Disney Plus stuff last week as I mentioned before Frozen 2 is now on there and it looks like Rise of Skywalker will be on there mm. uh, the other notable shows High School Musical the musical the series uh, speaking which, of put it on the watch Let's say. Here we go. <laughs> uh, but so that's also going to be on there from the start. So you'll be able to watch that. There's things like the Forky Tells a Story, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which I'm very much looking forward yeah, to. I, I'm almost slightly more excited about The World According to Jeff Goldblum <laughs> than I am The Mandalorian. Uh, so uh, I yeah. went through uh, the list with my uh, wife the other day. There's so much good stuff coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, they, we, we posted a full lift list up on the website. Have you? just search for Disney Plus on the website it will bring up a full list of all the things that are coming there is an insane amount of things i think they've mentioned something like five thousand individual episodes of shows and stuff a pandemic uh, load yes a pandemic load most definitely so you've got a whole bunch of different movies you've got tv shows there's stuff from my childhood stuff from your childhood there are our pixar shorts there are pixar yeah. movies there's a bunch of marvel cartoons there's the star wars stuff yeah all the star wars stuff um there is 
is animation, there is live action, there are Star Wars, uh, the Clone Wars as well, of course. You can watch yeah. them from the start. There's a whole bunch of National Geographic stuff on there if you want to go and watch all that. So, yeah, I mean, plus a million and one films. So yeah. uh, you're not going to be... Uh, Disney Plus, is, at the moment, I think, if you buy it before it actually uh, launches, I think it's £60 or £59.99, but you can actually get it for 49 99 right now so you can get it for 50 quid for the first year or you can pay monthly but um yeah 50 quid for a year for an insane amount of content i think that saves you a month or two as well yeah that's basically 10 pound cheaper so it saves you kind of a month and a bit basically Mm. um honestly it's a ridiculous deal oh and of course the simpsons oh the of course the simpsons dave how could we forget yes Um, very excited about that over 600 episodes of the simpsons from season one basically 30 years of the simpsons (laughs) from from season one to uh season 30 in which was 2018 2019 so until last year and then the new season is going out on sky one so yeah it would take you long enough to get through just it's worth it just for the 30 years of the simpsons i think <laughs> and those series are long they're not like uh 10 yeah. episodes you know yeah no they're they're like you know full 25 episode runs on those so yeah then they're what half an hour 25 minutes or something yeah. each plus all the movies i mean you're um okay it sucks if you're not a disney fan but certainly i mean if you're a marvel or star wars fan there's probably enough on there to make it worth your while yeah um and a uh, whole bunch of fox things and some x-men stuff on there and you know so yeah i i think given that most of us are going to be stuck around home it is going to be one that it's worth throwing 50 quid at it just for the year oh but disney got the news and they loved it they were <laughs> yeah. like here we go Coaching. I, think, I think every streaming service at the moment is rubbing yeah. their hands together in glee right now <laughs> uh, i've got the netflix numbers and the uh, the numbers for for like i say ste- the steam numbers are off the charts the netflix numbers are up i bet amazon's numbers are up as well so uh yeah I, there'd be an insane amount of stuff i know a few people who would had sort of stayed away from streaming up until now have started look at buying streaming services so uh, <laughs> you know um so uh that's everything right now we will be back for another show next week obviously stay safe wash your hands make sure you phone any elderly relatives make sure they're okay they don't need anything be safe look after each other uh, we will be still putting news up on the website so if you go to geektown.co.uk throughout the week you can see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions and comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter at facebook at facebook.com forward slash geek town on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geek town and on instagram at geek town uk that is everything we shall see you next week bye-bye bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.